The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports, a daily NFL podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. If you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six, where we go live every day at 1 p.m. Eastern from now until the earth explodes. It is Friday, September 2nd. If you're listening to the podcast in audio form, which is probably the majority of you, that means it is, I guess, Labor Day? So three, four, five. Monday, September 5th, which means John Breach. The week of the 2022 NFL season is upon us. What's up, man? It means we are laboring a day on, we're laboring away on Labor Day. I don't know that this really counts as labor since we're just talking about football and AFC win totals. We're going to give you out our best bets for the AFC. Brenton, working with you counts as labor. That's a, that's a fair argument. Thank you. Yeah. I feel I better. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. Um, I've decided to go all pen and uh, paper today. Ooh, we're going old, old school? school. That's right, baby. Old school. This is 1987 Brinson coming out. Uh, maybe even like 95 Brinson. What? 87. That's like seven, six year old. Like 95. Does that mean you're going to pick a Cowboys Steelers Super Bowl? Here we go. 95. No. No. Sorry. I already no. told you who I was picking. Oh, and also, um, no, you didn't tell me your AFC pick. You told me the Eagles and well, we, we talked about your AFC pick Eagles. today. But then, do you know what happened on oh, Thursday? No. no. Somebody got hurt? No. It's the stupidest thing of all time. But it did decide who my NFC pick is going to be. Trey Sermon was waived by the 49ers and claimed by the Eagles. I have to be all out on the Eagles. Eagles over Ravens. That's my Super Bowl pick. Eagles over. You're going all birds. All Super bird, Bowl. baby. Let's go. Poe, the mascot, just got injured. They're not going anywhere. Their season's over. You can't win without a mascot. Uh, um. Can't believe you're going with Benjamin Solak of the Ringer. I quote tweeted the the Poe the mascot getting hurt and was like, "If if this gets a thousand retweets, I'll try out for Poe." And it got like ten thousand retweets. So enjoy, enjoy that, Benjamin. Let's dive in on the AFC East, and we start with, of course, oh god, I did something funky with my computer. With the Buffalo Bills, where else would we start? Eleven and a half over minus one forty breach under minus uh, plus one eighteen. Last year around this time. The Bills had creeped up to 11. I had given them out at 10 and a half and said it was a mortal lock, and they snuck in to get the 11. Uh, they should have gotten there easily, but they decided to score nine points in Jacksonville one week. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Buffalo Bills over under 11 and a half? A huge number. Well, my first thought is I would like everybody to know there has never been a Bird Super Bowl. And then my is that second, true? that is true. No Bird Super Bowl. No all Bird Super Bowl. All Birds. Very important fact to start off podcast now my feeling about the bills um are we doing the best bets thing at the end where we give our five best bets yeah you just lock me in with the bills right now i hate huge numbers i hate the 11 and a half but i just don't think there's any way the bills win fewer than 12 games i mean the roster's loaded 
the division, the Patriots are in, the Jets are in, and you know, the Dolphins might step up, but we don't know that. We still don't to us still a mystery. We don't know what they're gonna look like. I just think the Bills are gonna cakewalk their way to the division title. And uh quite frankly, I think they might end up with the best record in the AFC. So I am taking the over. Yeah, you can't take the under on the Bills. Not with the Patriots looking woofy on uh, offense and who knows on defense, you know, the dolphins, I, I'm not, I'm just not, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to comment on the. I've got like dolphin. Hey, we'll get to the dolphins in a minute. I, I think it's over or nothing for the bills. You cannot take the under, like the bills could go 11 and six. And like, I mean, that's like, we're, I mean, that, they're not going 11, six. They're a 12 and five team. And, and, you know, barring a major injury to Josh Allen or something like that. Right. Well, I, I think if you're taking the bills over, you're really just concerned about like the first few weeks because the Rams game, that's not an easy one. Uh, they also have the Ravens in there, the Titans who beat them last season in that crazy 34-31 primetime game, the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Packers. So they just have a bunch of games uh, in those first seven, first eight weeks where it's like, oh, they could lose three of those and then you got to hold on to your head for the rest of the season because, you know, once you get the three or four losses that early. Um, I mean, they get, I mean, it's a tough schedule to start. Absolutely. Oh, now I'm looking at this. I mean, they're the best team in football, probably. Yes, I agree with that. But at Rams versus Titans on Monday night, at Dolphins, at Ravens versus Steelers, at Chiefs versus Packers. That is brutal, man. Brutal. Like if they if they finish those four and three is not out of the question there, right? And their weeks they have a week seven bye between Chiefs and Packers. But if they finish those six six games, seven games, seven games, if they finish those seven games like five and two, then they're just going to steamroll the, the the entire year and be the number one seed. Yes, man. Yeah. So maybe. Maybe the move is to wait until if you're gonna if you want to bet the bills. Maybe the move is to wait until you get through that stretch and hope they stumble a little bit. I mean, they do have a new OC, Tredavious White's on pop. He's gonna miss the first four games. I mean, that's all I got to ding the bills. Yeah, so okay. it's just it just depends how you feel about those first seven games. How 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 are they gonna get through that gauntlet? Are they going uh, three and four? Because they went three and four, which is plausible. I don't think they will, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. And then you're just crying because your over is not going to hit. But we're both taking over. I am absolutely. I feel naked without my computer right now. I'm. I'm like looking at my phone. It's just not going to suffice at all for like the things oh I boy. need during this podcast. But we'll deal with it. Um, Josh Dooley asked in the chat, "Do we overlook the Josh Allen accuracy issues that easily?" I, I feel like Josh Allen fixed his accuracy issues. Like he's just accurate now. Well, I think that maybe the issue is that he took a small step back last year from 2020, but it's not like his 2020 season was, he finished second MVP voting. He had uh, a great, great season, and there was no way he was going to match that. And so there was always going to be a small step back, but he didn't regress back to like 2018, 2019. His rookie year, he only completed... 52.8% 52.8% of his passes. And that's when everybody's like, ha, the Bills wasted their pick. Look at this guy. Um, and then 2021, he completed 63.3%. And if you get above 63, especially in the offense they run, they'll be fine. As long as he's not throwing interceptions. And he did throw 15, but that's not, you know, this wasn't 20 or 25 or full Jameis Winston when he throws 30. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not taking the under on this. The only hesitation I would have is that Will the offense change at all with Ken Dorsey running it? You know, does Tredavious White being absent for the first four games impact that that brutal schedule? And if they do go like two and four, you're going to have a really you know uphill battle to get to that twelve. But it could still happen. All right, the Patriots or the Dolphins next? Actually, Dolphins. The Dolphins are next. Wow, the Patriots are the third team in the AFC East. The Dolphins over eight and a half minus one thirty five. Under eight and a half plus one fifteen. Uh, as someone who is under siege or was under siege for forty eight hours from Dolphins fans and Dolphins Dolphins beat writers, and there's still Dolphins beat writers who are like subtweeting me, and then like somebody some like big Dolphins fan tags me in the in the comments. Um, I should probably recuse myself from picking this because 
I am exuberantly hoping that this under hits and I want all unders to hit. I want the Dolphins to win two games. <laughs> like I want them to win two games and that's it. And then, and then Dolphins fans just won't say anything to me for the rest of the year. If they win 12 games, it's going to be a long season for me. Yeah, I don't think they're winning 12 games. I, I don't think so. I have them winning nine games uh, in my picks. And so I'm leaning over. I would not bet this at all. Um, yes, they brought everyone in. Yes, they upgraded the offensive line, traded for Tyree Kill, did all of the things they needed to do. There's just too many question marks. I just don't know how I feel. Uh, you know, like th- they're in a division with the Bills. That's rough. They're opening schedule. They play the Ravens, Bills, and Bengals with three of their first four games. And if Tua struggles there or struggles against Belichick in week one and the Patriots. Oh, you can't uh, suggest that. Don't suggest that. People will tell you you're crazy because Tua is oh, three, and three and oh against the Patriots. But his okay. Uh, good against Belichick. Like, wait, like, who cares if he's three and oh? Like, whatever. Anyway, continue. Sorry. Clearly, this is something that bothers you, Brinson. Um, it does. But yeah, this is one of those things where, you know, even you look at those games where Tua played the Patriots and, um, you know, like a good example was week one last season where the Damian Dolphins... Damien Harris fumbled late to give the Dolphins a victory when the Patriots should have probably Well, won. the Dolphins were up 17-16, so it's not like Tua led them to, you know, 30 points and they, they just... He figured out Belichick's defense. That's not what happened at all. So you just have to look at the context. Yes, he's 3-0, but that means nothing. And that's why you're... Yeah, I mean, I agree with you more. I'm taking the over, leaning over. You're going under, uh, but I don't love this at all. Yeah, I mean, mine is more a spite under than anything else. I love the spite under. Yeah, and there's basically two stretches that will probably determine this over under or determine whether it goes over or under, excuse me. I I really am like kind of freaking out without having my laptop in front of me. This is a very bizarre feeling. Um, The Patriots week one through week four it's Patriots at Ravens versus Bills at Bengals. Like, I mean, I'm not saying they're going to go 0-4. I'm not, I'm not saying that. But that is not implausible, right? No, it's not implausible at all. If they go 2-2, two and two, I think that's a pretty good effort. And there's a stretch on the back half of the schedule uh, where in week 13, at 49ers, at Chargers, at Bills, three straight weeks. That is a tough stretch. Packers at home, at Patriots. That five-game stretch, like, that's a really, really difficult five-game stretch. And so if you go one and if you go one and three in the first four games and then one and four in that stretch, which is not crazy, you're two and seven. And so you've got to basically win, what, uh, eight, your other eight games? And you have to win all the games you're supposed to win. You have to beat the Jets yeah. twice. You have to beat the Lions. You have to beat the Bears. You have to beat the Browns without Deshaun Watson. You have to beat the Texans. So, like, you can't slip up in any of those games. Yeah. So, I, I would lean under here on the Dolphins because I, not because, spite one, but because the schedule looks kind of difficult. Moving along to the New England Patriots, where our good friend Sully has told us repeatedly to hammer the under on the New England Patriots. And this is part of the reason why you maybe like the over on the Dolphins and certainly like the over on the Bills is it looks like the Patriots are a flaming hot Cheeto, basically, on offense. Yeah, maybe uh, the coaching staff is trying to play some sort of con. This is some Belichick magic, and he's got us looking right, and he's going to go left. Uh, But, yeah, I'm not buying it. Yeah, over 8.5 is minus 125. Under 8.5 is plus 105. I I can't justify taking an under eight and a half with Bill Belichick. Like, I mean, right. right? Like it it is, if this was, if like, if, if we flip the dolphins and the Patriots and Mike McDaniel was Belichick's offensive coordinator and they had, you know, Tyreek Hill and we'd be like Patriots to win in 14 games. And if, if the dolphins had Joe judge and Matt Patricia running their offense, we'd be like, this is a three win team. Right. So it's like, it, 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 it once again, just comes down to, are you willing to trust the greatest head coach in the history of professional football, even when he's at his like, like absolute lowest point post Brady? Is that a fair description of what we've got going on with the Patriots? Yes. 
and I do not trust them. I do not trust anyone in the organization. I, I don't trust Mac Jones to have a good year. I don't trust the offense. I don't trust the defense. I don't trust the offensive coaching. I do trust the defensive coaching, but that's not enough trust. Not the, the trust, offense is just trust circle. is such a red flag and such a concern that it's. I mean, they could absolutely go nine and eight, and, and they could still miss the playoffs. By the way, if they go nine and eight, they could still go second under here. I'm not taking the under, but I would I would lean towards the under. Okay. I like the under. You or you like the under? I don't know if it's gonna be a best bet, but I do like the under. I'm going seven and ten. All right. Finally, in the AFC East, the New York Jets. They have a not so robust five and a half over under. I believe it's a heavily juiced to the over. As breach disappears into a maw of blur. Over five and a half minus one fifty. Yeah, I mean, that was, what do you do with that? Under five and a half plus one twenty six. There's no way in hell I would lay one fifty on the Jets over for an entire season at five and a half. Like that's just you're you're laying like you're, you're you've got like five games with Joe Flacco. Yes, it starts with a revenge game in Week One against the Ravens, I suppose. Oh man, at Browns versus Bengals at Steelers. So basically, Joe Flacco against the AFC North to start the season for the Jets. Like that's one and three is a pretty good effort. Uh, not even one and three. I mean, you could. It's conceivable that they're zero and nine at the bye. <laughs> I mean, like I'm not saying the Jets are bad. I'm just saying you look at this schedule; it is brutal. Where are their six wins on the schedule? I mean, I'm just I'm just looking pretty by right now. I mean, the Ravens. Rich, jump out real quick, and I'll filibuster on the schedule. And jump back in. You're all crunkly. Um, I mean, they have to beat the Dolphins at home, beat the Browns without Deshaun Watson on the road in Week Two, the Lions at home on, in Week 15, the Jaguars at home in Week 16, at the Seahawks. Like, there's just I guess the Bears at home in Week 12. I mean, if if Zach Wilson can come back and be effective. And if this defense under Robert Sala in year two, he said, acknowledging his obvious mistake from a previous podcast, can take a big step forward. And Carl Lawson being back helps a lot, I guess. Like, this is a breach and wrong. I mean, it's the four games against the AFC North, Dolphins at home, at the Packers, at the Broncos, Patriots at home, Bills at home. Like, that is a legitimate 0-9 potential start unless, unless Joe Flacco is just bringing back you know, Joe Montana, Joe Flacco from the playoffs when they made that Super Bowl run and or Zach Wilson comes back from this. We don't really know what the timeline is injury and is, is just like elite like this. You're right. Breach. They can start 0-9 and it's they have to win. I don't understand why this over is so juiced. I don't know if I see six wins here. Yeah, it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. And you look at those first nine games that you just went through. I mean, the are they going to be favored in any one of them, maybe the Browns, because Deshaun's not there, but probably not because that's in Cleveland. No, yeah, it'll be in. I mean, I think that's probably a Browns minus like two, Browns minus three. I don't think they're gonna be favored in a game until their eleventh game, which is against the Bears Thanksgiving weekend in New York. I mean, what am I missing here on this five and a half? It's crazy. Maybe they just think Seattle, Jacksonville, Detroit, Chicago. That gets you to four if you win those. And then you split with the they're not going Belichick will beat him twice. And then you split with the Dolphins, I guess. Maybe you split the Browns. I don't know. I might, I might like this under. Um, I'm on the under. Yeah, I think I'm on the under. I mean, I'm definitely on the under. I'm trying to decide if that's gonna be a best bet or not. Plus one twenty six is tasty. All right, let's go to the Ooh. AFC. We start with the Baltimore Ravens. My Baltimore Ravens. My Super Bowl pick. Nine and a half over under for the Ravens. Oh, Lord of mercy. Minus 165. Just move it to 10 already. Ridiculous. I mean, I would I would lay 165 on this nine and a half. The Ravens are winning double-digit games. Like barring like major injuries to Lamar Jackson and or half their roster, which they dealt with last year. This is a 10 plus win team. Lock it down. They have a last play schedule. They have a great coach in John Harbaugh. They have an MVP caliber quarterback playing for a contract. They should get some regression in terms of injuries, like should be a healthier team in general. I mean, 165 is obscene, but that's a best bet for me. 
Yeah, this will probably be a best bet for me also. I think as the official Bengals fan of this podcast, everyone assumes I'm going to pick the Bengals to win this division. I think the Ravens are set up. Maybe they're not the best team, but I do think, you know, as you said, Brenton, the last play schedule they play, uh, three games the Bengals don't play, and that's going to work to the Ravens' advantage. And I think that they're going to win the division and not just double digit. I think they're going to get to 11 or 12 wins. This does feel like... uh, I have a hard time not seeing them. I have a hard time seeing them not hit this over. So I, I'm absolutely going with the over here. I would almost rather than make it like over under 10 minus 110. And take, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I think I think they'll I think they'll beat 10 anyway. So, so I'd rather it be like minus 110 so you don't have to lay the 165. But I mean right. it, nine and a half is like that's going over. They have the Panthers, Jags, I mean they they get the freaking AFC South or NFC South, excuse me. The Bills at home in week three. I mean, there's some tough games early on, but I mean, this team could be, I don't know, uh, six and three going to the bye in week 10. But at home, like you said, you look those early tough games, the Dolphins, Bills, Bengals, all in, all at Baltimore. All right. I mean, it's, it's easy. Like, that's an over. It's just, it's just expensive to play. Bengals Ooh. over, under. Nine and a half as well. A little bit cheaper. Minus 135, I believe, at Caesars. Your Bengals breach. Talk me into... uh, I mean, you're not going to take the under, obviously. Well, I mean, this team won 10 games last season when they were still kind of trying to figure out who they were early in the season. Obviously, they got hot at the end of the year. Um, But look, everyone is back. It is... You still have Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins... They upgraded the offensive line. This roster is much better than last year's roster. And so I cannot see this team taking a step back. I mean, last year they were seven and six at one point and fighting for a playoff berth before they got hot and made a run all the way to the Super Bowl. So there was the, "Eh, well, the Bengals have kind of arrived, but they're not quite here yet. That's what the conversation was in December. Now it's, yeah, the back half of the schedule is tough, but this is a team that ran through the Titans, the Chiefs, the Raiders, and the playoffs. They're not going to be intimidated by anyone. And like we just said, the roster is better than it was last year. I w- I'd be stunned if they don't get the 10 games. So uh, obviously I'm taking it over here. Yeah, I don't think I'm t- I don't think I'm fading Joe Burrow unless we get some sort of news that this you know, burst appendix or you know appendectomy is like a major problem. You're right. I mean, like this is they have the best receiving core in football. There, I, I would say at least trio. Who's the? Oh yeah, I guess if you wanted to go like just top two receiver, right, sure. right. But definitely if you're going down, if you're counting three, then I would say Bengals absolutely. They have the best young receiving core in football. How about that? Yes, maybe I don't know. Whatever. Um, four of the first six games on the road is not ideal. They got to make. The, they have to make their hay. Week seven through week 12 and it's not gonna be easy either like falcons at home at browns panthers at home then they're by at steelers at titans because that the end of the schedule is pretty dang tough you're gonna have watson back in theory for the browns chiefs at home at buccaneers at patriots versus bills versus ravens to close out man that is not easy Hmm. that is not easy and that's what they said last year they had the the ravens chiefs and browns to close the season and they closed out, and Jamar Chase won Offensive Rookie of the Year. I, I, I'm not fading the Bengals, but I mean, I, I don't think I'd make it a best bet just because there's a, a tough, a bunch of tough stretches to their schedule that the Ravens don't have to deal with. Right, and and if you're if you're in a playoff hunt or trying to win the division, those last two weeks are definitely brutal. The upside for the Bengals is they're at home, uh, but closing with Bills and Ravens, especially with the Ravens on a short week because you have that Monday night game um, in Week 17 against the Bills. That it's going to be interesting. The Cleveland Browns over under eight and a half. The under heavily juiced at minus one fifty five. I believe, of course, Deshaun Watson will miss eleven games. He will return in Week thirteen, I believe, against the Houston Texans, which is I mean, amazing NFL. You're truly amazing. Um, they got the, I mean, this is like what's the t- what's the win total with Deshaun? Like a full season of Deshaun Watson? Is it like nine? I mean, is it only like one game higher? Is it, yeah, I think it was yeah. nine and a half or ten because they they had it out in like may um which is kind of interesting right i guess no 
Well, you're not really. I mean, it's not like. It's energy that I do today. Well, no, it is interesting, but it's not like super interesting. (laughs) Interesting, right? I guess. Well, I mean, like, because you're talking about Deshaun's still going to be there for six games. So maybe like they're they're the opening stretch here is so friggin easy that if they have Watson, they're probably starting four and oh. Well, right. And I think the over under total is based on the fact that they think Brissett is probably could also go four and oh conceivably, maybe three and one. Uh so it's at Panthers, Jets at home, Steelers at home, at Falcons. Then char then it gets obviously a lot tougher. Chargers at home, Patriots at home, at Ravens versus the Bengals. I think I think the win total for the Browns hinges almost entirely on these first four games. Because yeah. I mean, look, you don't have Watson. You were playing with Jacoby Brissett. The Jets are, you know, not like I mean, the, the Jets are going to be at least frisky. The Steelers, you know, sort of unknown with the quarterback situation. And you're at Panthers at Falcons. Like, if you lay an egg at the Panthers and at the Falcons, that's a big big problem for trying to get over eight and a half. I, I would I would lean under just because you're talking about no Deshaun Watson for eleven games. I'm absolutely leaning under here because I just think that like the you mentioned some of these games like the Chargers, the Ravens, the Bengals, the Dolphins, the Bills, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Those are all games they play without Deshaun Watson. And that's that's six games where I think they're going to be lucky to win two. And so and then Deshaun Watson gets back. He's going to be rusty. There's no guarantee. Yeah, he can- football in like two years. We saw him throw a couple of balls in the preseason and it was ugly. And that's not to say it's what he's going to look like in the regular season, but he's not just going to come back and dominate the first week he's back. I think it's going to take a, a couple weeks to get acclimated. And he doesn't have a couple weeks because after the Texans, who are going to want to destroy him, that's going to be the Texans Super Bowl. Then he has to go and play Cincinnati in Cincinnati. Then he has to play the Ravens. So there's just no like, time to adjust here. I'm taking that. I mean, I mean, I think like from a physical standpoint, you do have to at least worry about, you know, will he be in game-ready shape where he won't suffer an injury. I mean, this is a guy who has two torn ACLs in his career, I believe one in college and one, obviously, his uh, his first year in the NFL. So, yeah, I would definitely lean under on the Browns. Steelers total is – Steelers are interesting because they, you know, over under seven and a half. Vegas is stating that Mike Tomlin could finish under 500 for the first time in his career as a head coach, and the under is juiced to minus 135. Yeah, I, I love the over here. I love the over, and like, it's me and you. It's like Wilson brainwashed us, thought, or Mitchell Trubisky brainwashed us. Well, just like if you are slightly better than Ben Roethlisberger was last year, just slightly, just one percent better, that team won nine games. And like, I'm not banging against Mike Tomlin. The guy's been there since 2007. He's never had a losing record. There's no way you can bet against that. I, uh, it's just. I don't think the Steelers are going to go out and win 10 or 11 games. I think they're going to probably win eight or nine games, but that's that the overhits if they win eight or nine games. We've seen Mike Tomlin be competitive with Duck Hodges. Yes. Like he went on the road. Didn't, didn't Duck Hodges win in LA? I mean, it was, it was great. It was like a home game with the terrible towels there against the Chargers, but didn't he win on like Sunday night or keep it close? That was when what Ben got hurt in 2020? After Ben blew out 2019, his 2019. Yeah. And that was Roethlisberger only played two games. So, the Steelers had to use backup quarterbacks for 14 games and they still went eight and eight. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not taking the under here. I think, I think Trubisky and Kenny Pickett are upgrades over big Ben. I think the, uh, the over is probably a pretty good look. I'm shocked. It's juiced to the under. Yeah. I mean, the schedule's tough for sure, but you get, you know, you get the Falcons, Panthers, find another obvious easy win jets. Okay. This is a pretty tough schedule, but you get the Browns with no Watson once. Yeah, yeah, not a best bet, but I would go over if I was picking it. All right, uh, let's take a break. And when we come back, we will hit up the other two AFC divisions next. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, let's go to the AFC South. South? I really, I mean, I feel like a, like not having my, Laptop computer is freaking me the freak out. 
We'll start with the Colts. Over under 10 wins. John Breach has threatened to plant his flag in Indianapolis as the team of destiny with Matt Ryan. But you got a little scared when talking about it yesterday. 10 is a pretty big number for the Colts. Although you see these Matt Ryan clips and like Michael Pittman looks awesome. Ryan's slinging it around. You know, they have a good offensive line. Jonathan Taylor is there, of course. It would be pretty shocking if the offense was bad. I think for me, the bigger question is, with no Matt Eberflus there, and now Gus Bradley's taking over, will this defense be better than the sum of its parts, which it's been the last few years, and I think there's a chance it might not be, which is what worries me a little bit. Yeah, and I yeah. think the injury to Shaquille Leonard is also worth talking about because yeah, work he by you. surgery in June, and we don't know how, how healthy he's going to be to start the season. And so, yeah, the defense could take a small step back, but the offense can make up for it because Matt Ryan is such a huge upgrade over Carson Wentz that it's absurd. And this team went nine and eight with Carson Wentz. Uh, the thing is, you know, I was making my predictions. I have them at 10 and seven, and obviously the over-under is 10. So it's one of those numbers where I don't love them to win 11 games, but I don't think they're going to win nine games. I think they're going to get above that number. So I'm going to take the over. I don't love it. Um but I just think this team is so good. And the fact that they get to play the Texans twice, they get to play the Jags twice. They're playing the NFC East. So they have the commanders, they have the giants. There's just a lot of winnable games on the schedule. They usually play well against the Titans. And then it's just, and I think they're going to win the division. So I'm going to put the over here, but just barely. I'm not sure if I was like drinking a bunch of fireball or something when I sent it, the picks into Jordan Dejani, but I picked the Jaguars to win the division. Uh um, yeah, I needed like a crazy, yeah, I needed like something weird, you know, like I like to have one weird classic Brinson. Yeah, it is classic Brinson. I, I think the one, I mean, again, like the defense is definitely a concern. The offensive line is, should be better than it was last year. I think part of like the offensive line woes is probably almost, or actually certainly like correlated to Carson Wentz and his style of play, which Matt Ryan is, is not at all. Like Matt Ryan is what Frank Wright wants. Yeah, very similar to Phillip Rivers. If he learns a system and, he, and there's no reason he shouldn't, he's had 40 billion offensive coordinators, then this offense should be good. If you're taking the over here, though, I don't think they're going to lose to the Texans in week one in Houston, but this team likes to lose like ugly games, games week one or week 18. So that would be just, if you take 10, they got to win in week one. So that would be like every one of their brothers is going to have in Survivor too. To your way. point, Brenton, uh, the Colts have lost eight straight openers. We get lost in all the Brown stock, the fact that they haven't won an opener since 2004. Uh, the Colts have not won an opener, I believe, since either 2013 or... And they haven't won in Jacksonville, in Jacksonville, since 2014, I believe. And their first two games are at Houston, and then second week is at Jacksonville. If they started 0-2, like, Jim Irsay would be smashing guitars over, like, Blue, Blue Stampede's head or whatever the, the mascot is. Yeah, the last time they won an opener was 2013 and they won by four points that's crazy man that is that's, crazy that's, that's just got to be a fluke it can't be like a you think it's a maybe they just I don't know. takes them a few weeks to warm up they better not lose at, at houston that'd be embarrassing so what are it you would, doing here over under what are you leaning I, I would i think i would lean under but i wouldn't bet it at all all right i mean i mean i think they're probably gonna they're probably gonna go 10 to 7 that's what i think just make it nine and a half or make it ten and a half. Can you bet on the exact win total? Yes, I think you can. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do here. They're minus two fifty to go to. No, I'm just kidding. Um, all right. Titans over under nine and a half. Man, the under is crazy juiced. Vegas is out on Mike Vrabel's team. The under is minus one fifty-five. The over nine and a half is plus one thirty-five. Breach, you finally you're basically Benedict Arnold of Nashville at this point. Because you have you have stabbed the Titans in the back with a, um, a a trident, and you've jumped on the Colts' bandwagon. Defend yourself. Well, I think it should be clear that I picked the Titans to win the division last year. I was all over the Titans. I thought they were the better team. They did win the division. This year, I'm off. No hard feelings, Nashville. No hard feelings, Titans fans. But you lost A.J. Brown. Uh, this you didn't year, lose him. You traded him. Traded him. Yes, we should. You willingly gave away A.J. Brown. We don't know if Traylon Burks is any good. Uh, and then this injury to Harold Landry is huge because yeah. that's such a big part of what the Titans do is getting all that pressure uh, up front and, and just making it a nightmare for opposing quarterbacks. And man, I 
hate to say I love the Titans under, but I love the Titans under. Three of their first five games before their week six bye. God, it's such an early bye. That's kind of tough. Like, I mean, I would rather have a week 13 bye than a week six bye, I feel like. You know what I'm saying? Because you're, you, if you get like, their Giants at home, which, you know, they should win, but you know, maybe the Giants do something weird at Bills on Monday night, week two, versus Raiders at Colts at Washington, then a bye. They still have to play at Chiefs, at Packers, Bengals at home, at Eagles, at Chargers. Whew. And if the Jaguars are frisky at all, yeah, I mean, I would lean under here. Again, like I wouldn't bet the under because it's too expensive, but it, it, given the, the losses they had on offense by virtue of, you know, the trade and you know, like, what's Derrick Henry going to be like? Right. Is, is Derrick Henry going to be full Derrick Henry? Because if, if he is, then whole different ballgame. But if he's not, like if he's banged up Derrick Henry and it's like Dontrell Hilliard running, then I love the under. For instance, they have a five-game stretch where they face the Chiefs, the Broncos, the Packers, the Bengals, and the Eagles. That's, I mean, good luck going two and three. Yeah. I mean, their schedule is just insane. The only breaks they get are when they play Jacksonville, Houston, and I guess the Maybe commanders, the giants, obviously week one, you have to win. If you, if you stumble out of the gate against the giants, you're not hitting the over. I don't like to fade Mike Vrabel. I would take the under here. If I was, if I was forced to pick, I wouldn't bet on it. Uh, personally, I'll tell you what I would bet on breach. The Jacksonville Jaguars over under six and a half. What? The under is minus minus one twenty. The over is six, uh, over six and a half is plus 100. I mean, I don't know what the hell is the matter with me that I'm jumping on the Jaguars bandwagon. You were buying Doug Peterson. It's Doug Peterson, baby. I know I'll regret this. They're at Washington week one. I think they're winning that game. Oh, man, this is kind of a tough schedule. Versus the Colts week two, at Chargers, at Eagles, versus Texans, at Colts. Versus Giants, versus Broncos. By the way, sort of like under the radar is the fact that Frank Reich and Doug Peterson, you know, Frank Wright was Doug Peterson's OC when they won the Super Bowl. Like that's kind of a little bit of a, an interesting chess match. That I don't think is being talked about. Right. Um, they do have to play at the chiefs, but they get at jets they get at lions. Oh, this is not a great schedule, but I, I I'm just buying into, I buy, I want to buy low on Trevor Lawrence. Cause I think this is as low as you'll be able to buy in on Trevor Lawrence. And I trust Doug Peterson just to be better than urban Meyer. So I'm going to take the over on the Jaguars. Um, I absolutely agree with you on trusting Doug Peterson to be better than Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, I mean, that's, Jacksonville won three games last season. I think Doug Peterson can absolutely double that total. I've got him at six wins. And so it's right on the cusp of the over under. I would lean under. I would not bet this because I don't know how much I trust Jacksonville at all. What if it wasn't Urban Meyer's fault? What if the team is just trash? I don't well, think I mean, that that's, that's, we have like two, two decades of like, Evidence. Right. Right. Um, so I'm leaning under on this one. All right. I'll go over the Jaguars. Finally, the Houston Texans in the AFC South. The Texans over under four and a half. Over minus 115. Under minus 105. I mean, golly. Maybe the te- <laughs> I might I might scratch the Jags off and take the Texans. Like, dude, I know that I took the under of the Bears. And the and the and the Falcons. So I shouldn't say NFL teams can just stumble to five wins, but this team gets to play the Jaguars twice. They get to play the Titans twice, and I know that, you know Titans have a like the Titans are a lesser version of what we've seen the last few years. They have the Browns at home, and Deshaun Watson's like I mean that's going to be an outrageous atmosphere. Like those fans are going to be, I mean, like as. It's going to be ugly in there, I feel like. They get the commanders at home. Oh, boy. I don't know, Breach. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to go over just because it's the number's so low. And like you said, the commanders, the Giants, Jacksonville twice. They get the Bears. So if they could just go, say, three and two with those five games, and then you just need to steal two out of 11 games. You go two and nine in the other 11 and, and they could, I mean, look, the Colts haven't won an opener since what, 2013? I mean, maybe exactly. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, it's, I think obviously you can't, if you're going to bet on the AFC South, don't bet both the Jaguars and the Texans over. Like that's, that's asking for a lot of uh, losses in your, in your wallet. 
finally, the most popular division in football, Ooh. AFC West, so hot right now, just like Hansel. The Kansas City Chiefs, over 10.5, minus 125, under 10.5, plus 105. You know how I feel about the Chiefs. I think they're I think they're underrated in the market across the board. I this is absolutely a best bet for me. Casey over 10 and a half, minus 125. Andy Reid, since two, when he arrived in KC in 2013, has only missed the over on his win total once. And it was last year. And I think it was like a like 11 and a half or 12 or something crazy like that. And they came within like a half game, I believe, of hitting it. Um because of what's going on in Las Vegas and with the Chargers and with the Broncos, the Chiefs value is being pulled down, and I think it's a good buy-low spot. I've been talking about it for months. I'm not going to stop talking about it now. Give me the Chiefs over 10 and a half. Yeah. I mean, Patrick Mahomes has been the starter for four seasons, and they have won at least 12 games in all four of those seasons. Yes, this division is tough, uh, but – you know what? You know who the benefactor is of that? Us, because that means the Chiefs over under is lower than it probably would have been. And at 10 and a half, yeah, I think you got to take the over here. I got him at going 11 and six, so just barely over, but I'm taking the over. I'm with you. And look, the start of the season is not easy for them. They're at Cardinals versus Chargers, at Colts, at Bucks versus Raiders versus Bills at 49ers before their week eight bye. But I mean, same thing sort of with the Bills, where it's like, wow, that's a really tough schedule, except. They're a really good team, and the, it, like it, they're going to be favored in most of those games. And it's the other team who should be worried about the Chiefs coming to town or the Bills coming to town. So um, they also get the Jaguars and Titans at home. Titans and Jaguars at home, excuse me, um, and back to back coming out of the bye at the Chargers, which will be a sea of red. Rams at home at this is it's a tough schedule, but given that they get to play the AFC South uh, and you're getting a submerged value, this is a no brainer for me. Over ten and a half is absolutely the best bet. Jump on it, Brenton. I already jumped on it, buddy. Next up in the AFC West, the Los Angeles Chargers. Over 10, minus 150. And again, I mentioned this yesterday. They're not moving these numbers. They're moving the juice because they don't want to give people the opportunity to middle. Like they don't want to have a, you know, move it to like 11. They're on to us. Well, they don't want to have a nine and a half and a 10 and a half and the Chargers go 10 and seven and you hit both. They don't want to give people the opportunity to middle. So they're, they're, they're just cranking the juice up. I mean, the Chargers seem like they have a great roster. I buy on their coach. Justin Herbert's a absolute superstar. Tons of weapons. No reason this team shouldn't win double-digit games, but I wouldn't want to lay 150 on 10, I don't think. I am pounding the over. That's it. I think this team is either the first, has either the first or second best roster in the AFC. You can maybe the Bills are better. But the Bills are better. I mean, you say it like it's obvious. Well, I mean, why? Would you rather have Josh Allen or Justin Herbert? Josh Allen. Okay. Well, then that that's a good answer. Then yes, the Bills are better. <laughs> but I mean, you just look at the defense. It's so, could it, look, it's a really good roster. If if Derwin James oh, and Jerry Gross okay. played seventeen games, this team will win eleven games easily. Although they're already missing J.C. Jackson, like the injury bug has already hit the chart. You sign with the Chargers, you're just cursed. There's something is going weird is going to happen. The Chargers. That is makes it, yeah, exactly. Brinson's making the face like this is why you don't bet the over with the Chargers because something weird is going to happen. Everybody's um, like pouring onto the Chargers bandwagon. I'm like, look, you don't, there's a giant hole, like hole in the hole, man. And it's like out to sea already. The Chargers <laughs> opened an Egyptian tomb at some point because they're just absolutely cursed. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the over here. I'm pounding the over. I love the over. I think they win like 12 games. God, it gets it. Think of the Falcons, the Texans, the Jaguars. Oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, they should. I mean, there's no reason they shouldn't win 11 games. But they're the Chargers. And, and here's the thing. I, I would take it over to be clear. It's just the juice is just too much for me to, it, to jump on. Well, real quick, starting in week three, they play Jacksonville, Houston, Cleveland without Deshaun Watson, then the Broncos, but then the Seahawks, and then the Falcons. So you're yep. talking about a stretch of six. And your buy is in between the Seahawks and the Falcons too. So you, so you have to travel all the way to Atlanta, but you have your bye week to. Like, right. You don't have to and that the, Broncos game, the, the only difficult one in there is at home on Monday night. So they're probably. If they beat the Houston week two, they could start seven and a. I mean, starting with that Jacksonville game, they might be favored by five or six points in every single one of those games, except for that Broncos game. Uh, absolutely. And the lowest will be, well, and I guess Denver at home. That will be a, a like that'll be a Broncos home game probably. 
but they'll still be, a, it'll be a pick them or they're like minus one or something like that, depending on how Russ has looked so far. So yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't, you don't take the under on the chargers. You just got to lay a bunch of juice at 10. And if they go 10 and seven, it's a really annoying, like zero net zero investment over the course of several months. But yeah, they should win 11 games or 12 games. It's a really good team. They're still the Chargers breach. They are still the Chargers. That is the scary part. The Denver Broncos also at 10, except the under is juiced. Minus 125, under 10, over 10, plus 105. That is interesting because I feel like the Broncos more so, maybe the... Maybe the Chargers are getting the most buzz, but the Broncos are definitely getting like Russ Wilson buzz. I mean, like the, you know, it's like Russell Wilson staying late. He's working hard. Receivers are buying in. They're hanging out with Russ. He got a new contract. Everyone's happy. Broncos are about to roll. I don't know if I buy it. I don't know. You say that. I feel like the Broncos are being slept on. I'm not feeling, I'm not reading, I'm not seeing the buzz. I'm not, I don't know, we, we get our buzzes from different places. You get a tequila buzz, I get the, the whiskey buzz. I don't know what's going on with the buzzes, but I am not seeing a lot on the Broncos. Obviously, people are talking about Russell Wilson, but I feel like it's been pretty quiet with Denver. And obviously, everybody has the Chiefs and Chargers ahead of Denver. You know, you look at the odds, you look at what most people are picking. I like the Broncos a lot, and we've seen, obviously, the last two years where a quarterback came in and won a Super Bowl in his first year with the team with Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford. I think well, Russell Wilson. Had established coaches, though. That's true. That's fair. That's why I'm not picking the Broncos to win the Super Bowl. But I do think they are going to be good, and I'm going to take the over. Yeah, I mean, they start with the Seah- at the Seahawks. I mean, we both said yesterday that like that has a stinky, <laughs> stinky feel to it, where the Seahawks might just pull off something weird. But in theory, that you know the. The Broncos should go and, and, and win that game. Texans at home, 49ers at home, at Raiders, Colts at home, at Chargers, Jets at home, at Jaguars before their week nine bye. Like, that is a really friendly opening schedule. If there are any hiccups with Nathaniel Hackett and Russ Wilson in this offense, or if this defense is not as good as we expected it to be based on you know what we've seen from previous years, it will show up quickly, and we will. I think we will know. Like if this team is going to go over the win total, it's going to come out hot, and they'll be seven and three, or excuse me, seven and two, six and three going into that week nine bye. Did I do that right? Seven and yeah, no, so yeah, six and two, five and three. Ooh. Well, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're going to lose to the Seahawks. I obviously we do think it's a stinky line, but. You have the Seahawks, the Texans, games you should win. The Jets, Jacksonville, games you should win. So that's four. And then if you just go two and two in those other four games, you're six and two at the bye. Okay. So you go under, under or over? I, I hate that it's 10. Like, I like I, give me a half. Like, I want nine and a half or ten and a half. Come on. That's what I want um, to do. But you got to pick. I mean, I, I would, I mean, I guess I would go over. But, I mean, all three of these teams can't. No, I, I, see, that's the problem. Is like oh, the Chiefs, Chargers, and can Broncos can't all win 10 games, right? They can. I mean, they can, yes, but it's. I mean, less. just imagine they all go three and three in the division. So then they have 11 games left and they're all three and three. So to get to 10 um, wins, you have to go seven and four, but you don't have to play each other anymore. I'm going to fade the Broncos. I'll say Broncos go under. What? I think they could easily just go 10. I know we'd have way more disagreements in the AFC. It's way more exciting. It's way too cozy on the NFC side of things. All right, finally, the Las Vegas Raiders. No one, they're being slept on. Mm -hmm. Eight and a half over minus 130, under eight and a half plus 110. You got Derek Carr with a big new contract. Um, I I actually, I really think this would be a big year for Derek Carr. Uh, Josh McDaniels, I think, succeeds in his second stop. Devontae Adams in town now. You get Chandler Jones in there with Max Crosby. There's a lot to like about the Raiders. I'm actually surprised this isn't nine. Like, oh that man, I, I would. I mean, I would go over on the Raiders. I think at eight and a half. If it were nine and a half, I might go under. The division is so tough, but they'll probably maybe they get swept by the Chiefs, but they will definitely be a problem for the Chargers and Broncos. Yeah, and I think this is one of the things I mentioned with the Bengals where, uh, you know, I said I like the Bengals over because they won 10 games last year and they're even better this year. And I feel the same way about the Raiders. that They won 10 games last year and they're even better this year. But the problem for the Raiders is that every other team in their division got good or got better. So it makes it harder to kind of discern 
how where they fall into the pecking order here. Um, man, I feel like they're the fourth best team, but I mean, they are the fourth best. There's team. no way they, they, could, they could finish second, and that wouldn't be crazy. They're not going to finish with a losing record. I just think they're too stacked. You mentioned everyone, Darren Waller. I mean, the Hunter Renfro, just Derek Carr's all these guys that throw to besides Devontae Adams. And then you throw what you mentioned on defense. I just think they're going to be good. So I'm going to take the over. Yeah, I got the over. I like the over on the Raiders too. Um, man, this is actually kind of tough to. I think the, are the Raiders are best bet. Not for me. Yeah. All right. So let's go through our best bets real quick. You do yours first. I'm kind of still. How many do you have? Four or five or three? Uh, I think I'm only I doing got, four. I got four. Okay. That's good. Same number. That's good. Uh, I think we're both on the Bills over, right? Um, I dropped it. Okay. Not, so not what's your on first? The bills anymore. Is that going to be yours? Yeah, I'm going to get Bills over. Okay. I got, uh, I got actually, oh God, I have, four overs. Overs. I have four overs. Oh, all yours are overs? <laughs> all right. I'll give my overs first and then you give yeah. your overs and I'll get my unders. Okay. Um, my two overs, Baltimore Ravens. Yep. Which probably Brinson's on the same page. I and am on the Ravens. The Los Angeles Chargers. Okay. My overs, I have the Ravens. I'm gonna go Bills too at eleven and a half, which I'm probably gonna regret, but I they're just they're a 13, 14 win team. Um Bills over, Ravens over. I, I don't care. Minus one sixty five, it's a ton, but it's nine and a half. Like that's a joke. It should be ten and a half. The Jaguars over six and a half plus one hundred. Things a file under uh what are things I will regret in four weeks for two hundred dollars, Alex? Uh and then the Chiefs over ten and a half minus one twenty-five. So I have one from each division. It's just it's a, basically the the team that I picked to win the division. I'm taking the overall. Wow, I have one from each division too. That's interesting because we were talking about yesterday how if you, you haven't correlated, right? Yeah, but we don't have to correlate anything because we're all different division. My two unders are the Patriots. I just don't see how they're going to win nine games. If their if their if their head coach was. I mean, I don't know. Like, name a who's an average. Literally anyone else besides Belichick, you would think they're going to win five games. The overrunner would be like six and a half. And then I hate making this best bet. Sorry to everyone in Nashville. Sorry to everyone in the entire state of Tennessee. Sorry to my neighbors. Sorry to the cat down the street that I sometimes feed. Uh, but I'm taking the Titans under. All right. I, I don't mind the Titans under at all. Um, probably a better bet than the Jaguars over, but we will see. Okay. That's uh, that's it. That's the AFC win total pod with our best bets. You can check out the NFC win total pod in the feed. John Breach and I gave up five win totals in the NFC each. Spoiler. They all hit. All of them. They all hit. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your holiday weekend. If you're listening to the podcast in audio form, hope you had a great weekend. Enjoy your the last day and, of... Uh, and if you are listening on Monday, my whole entire NFL preview came out on Monday. So just search for it. Check it out you on cbsports.com or Google John Breach Mega NFL Preview 2022. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. For Breach, I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later.